Molly just paced and walked around, and now we can officially start recording. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like urban legends, Molly's pacing habits right before we record, like clockwork. It is scary. Murder. I never say murder, and we talk about murder a lot. Uh, super murders. Paranormal stuff. Ultra murders. Alien things. Well, you talk about alien things. Yeah, I was surprised that you even said that. I know. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> that you said it? But we talk about anything, like paranormal, spooky related. Each week, Lindsay and I will research a topic, and then separately, so that's two topics for the price of one show. And then we bring it in, and then we talk about it for the first time with you guys on the show today, September 3rd, which is Monday. Yeah, it's Labor Day today. Today's Labor Day, and tomorrow is our wedding anniversary. Oh, boy. Well, (laughs) that's fun. (laughs) That's fun. That's not scary. No, it's not scary. We had a beautiful wedding, and and it's very nice. So this coming weekend, Lindsay and I will be doing some traveling specifically for the show, which we've done this before. We went to Point Pleasant, I think for our second episode ever. We kind of investigated the Madison Seminary. Yeah. Well, I think we did. We did like an hour walkthrough with... Yeah, we did uh, a live stream on Instagram. Then this coming weekend, we're going to be going to Kentucky. What is it? Frankfurt? I think Frankfurt, Kentucky for CryptidCon 2018. And we're going to learn all about cryptids. We're going to learn about the Mothman, and uh, we're going to learn about the Loveland Frogman and the Flatwoods Monster and what type of shoes it wears. And just some real interesting characters, I'm sure. When I bought our tickets online for the actual convention, it showed up that I was billed by Nick Groff. From Ghost Adventures. Former, yeah, former Ghost Adventures host which is very weird it is weird we've been watching that show a long time so last week we talked about well i talked about i forget oh animal mutilation lot livestock killings <laughs> yeah well odd livestock ki- not just regular livestock killings yeah not just farming yeah <laughs> like weird livestock disappearances and killing. blood draining and like potential cryptid or like alien it was done by those creepy things whether it was urban legends or aliens or your neighbor yes we don't know and then i talked about the weird things that our ancestors did which is just like the tip of the iceberg of weird things that our ancestors did yeah i was gonna say it's not every weird thing that our ancestors did but a lot of the good ones yeah like the spouse trials yeah uh where what was it in germany right like the husband was buried in a pit and then the wife got to hit him with a stick or something he got a stick the and wife then, got a bag of stones that's right and she could move about wherever she wanted that's right good so but it's you know it's kind of funny because you know back then a lot of women were kind of like more on the back burner let's say so it's really funny that the women actually got like free reign yeah i agree and i think it's maybe rightfully so 
Maybe they had like a hashtag me or not me. Is it me too? Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag me too back then, but it was like different. It was like hashtag bag of stones. Well, in Germany or in German, me too or me also is ich auch. So it could have been hashtag ich auch. Probably. You're welcome for (laughs) that. The translation. I think that's right. I'm very bad at German. I've taken a lot of years, but I'm not good at it. So maybe I'm wrong. Well, there's nothing really super German about my topic this week, so I think you're good. Well, there's my my topic is extremely German. It's all in German. You have to translate the rest of the show. I just I, I typed the entire thing into Google Translate and I'm just gonna hit play on it and it's gonna be it's a really it's it's captivating. Sounds exciting. <laughs> please don't please don't stop listening. It's really not in German. It's really not. I promise this has nothing to do with Germany. Okay, my topic this week is kind of a little creepy. So are you ready to be scaredied? I'm ready to be scaredied. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these are different stories, like stories about serial murders. I love murders, you know. Yes. You know me. Well, I, I think like throughout the show, you and I have sort of like found our avenues of things that we're particularly into more so than others. And yours, I'm realizing, are unsolved mysteries and murderers and serial murderers, and mine is weird cryptid stuff yeah i'm a little more factual you're a little more mythical fanciful fanciful okay so my stories are not just about serial murders well not exactly it's kind of the other end so these are kind of escaping death stories so people who were in a sticky situation and then said see ya yeah but i mean these are some big hitters these aren't like Hey, some weird cracked out guy down the street killed a couple people. These are Mm. the big ones. Okay. Okay, so the first story is about the BTK killer, Mr. Raider. BTK? Yeah, it was blind torture kill. Oh, yeah. So if you don't know a lot about him, he was a terrible person and he would mutilate his bodies, thus the BTK, the blind torture kill. And it was not good. So yeah, you can look him up a little bit more. I'm not going to get too far into him. But this is a lady that was friends with him. Um, So this person's story is that Mr. Raider, as I knew him, went to my Nana's church. My whole mom's side knew and met him. He once gave me a cookie and complimented my dress at a bake sale. Is this you telling me this or is this her? This is a story that I got off the internet of someone's personal story of the run-in with was, the BTK killer. I was going to say, if you knew the the BTK killer and hey, the first surprise. time, yeah, <laughs> the very first time I was going to hear about it was September 3rd, 2018. <laughs> no. Okay. So this is just stories that I've gotten off the internet. My mom would go to his house when she was younger and do a bunch of church stuff, organize things. My uncles knew him from a scouts group, so they were pretty you know, not close with him, but they were affiliated with the church. He'd drive everyone home before their 6 p.m. curfew because when the BTK killer was killing people, everybody had a, in that area, had a 6 p.m. curfew. So he would drive people home saying like, the BTK killer is out there. I'm going to get you home safe. Oh. But it was him. Bait and switch. Everyone, is that what that is? No. I don't know. I guess just trickery, not bait and switch. It was creepy. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah. So everyone flipped out when he got caught, and I was still living with my mom when he got caught. She was on a call from her Oma, which is, I'm guessing, her grandma. Yeah, that's now that is German for grandma. Oh, so it is popping up in the story. Oma und Opa, grandma and grandpa. 
So her mom got a call from her grandma frantically telling her to put on the news. The rest of the night was spent listening to my mom playing phone tag with everyone. No one could believe it. My mom was the most freaked out because she had gotten lots of rides from him home alone. That's really scary. So I wonder why he, well, do you think he never did anything because he was friends with her? And he was like, well, not my friends. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily that or if it's just like that was his tight niche of people that like he was like, well, if I kill someone in this group, everybody's going to find out. Yeah. But I don't want them to find out. So I'll make it seem like, hey, I'll drive you home because this killer is out here. And I mean, they're crazy. Serial murderers, they got a crazy mind. I mean, they know how to play the game, obviously. So I wonder if anyone in the the BTK circle, if he anyone that he knew closely, if they were any of his victims or if those people remained friends, but then people he really didn't know very well were his victims. But he kept it like he sort of like kept his personal life and his business separate. Maybe. So when when he was on the clock, no friends allowed. Yeah. I don't know. Very creepy. I mean, BTK was, he was weird. Well, I would say very odd. Okay. So the next story is about Dr. Death, which I didn't know (laughs) about Dr. Death, but that takes place at the OSU Medical Center and he's still alive. I was going to say Dr. Death is my favorite X-Men. Well, he's in the, he's in prison, so you can go visit him if you want. So this took place like six miles away from where we are. Yes. Right now. So my aunt worked closely with Dr. Michael. Swango, aka Dr. Death at the OSU Medical Center. This he was born in like the 60s. So this is like maybe 80s, 90s that he started killing people. So he was working for Ohio State? Yeah, he was a um well, I'll get into it. So this lady was a in the unit as a secretary of the neurosurgery ward where he worked as a surgeon. So he was a surgeon at the OSU Medical Center. She said he was really charming and almost like just a very big ladies man. Oh, okay. So she also said that his bedside manner was awful and he was obsessed with death, but she didn't really think much of this because surprisingly, a lot of doctors that she worked with are kind of obsessed with death. I think like you would kind of develop a fascination for... Because it's your work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess it's very common among doctors. Well, I was going to say like at anyone's job, you can like quote unquote nerd out Yeah. where it's like, excuse me, I'm going to nerd out for a second where like you dive into like in-depth topics specifically related to that field. So for this one, it's like, how do you nerd out with like surgery and blood and guts? Well, maybe you do what Dr. Death did and I'll tell you about it. (laughs) Um, The thing that got her suspicious is whenever he would bring in food for his coworkers, everybody in their ward seemed to get sick. But he was extremely handsome. Women loved him. He kind of had, he got around with a lot of nurses. Oh, I get it. And he even asked out my aunt. She politely declined, said she was dating someone who later became her uncle. So one night, one of his dates, which is one of the other nurses that this lady worked closely with, was snooping around his kitchen. So obviously she went home with him. She found recipes for different poisons taped on the inside of the cabinet doors. She came back and told my aunt and a few others in the ward and said they all reported it. So right around this time, a large amount of patients started dying. This was an unusual in the 90s because neurosurgery was not what it is today. So Uh a lot of people dying. I mean, it had a much higher mortality rate. Yeah. 
So they reported this, but it wasn't unusual that there was a lot of people dying in the neurosurgery ward. So it was still kind of like weird and they couldn't really pin anything on him. It's like the whole office space thing where like they intended to steal one cent for every transaction or something or like uh, what, like uh, a tenth of a cent or something for every transaction. And then they end up just stealing all it of up. it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I imagine this lady going into going into Dr. Death's kitchen and like he has all these cookbooks laid out like grandma's recipes, great grandma's poison recipes, my special baked goods. How to kill your coworker cupcakes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> With poison frosting. Mm. Silly frosting. Would you do you think the easiest type of frosting to hide a poison would be buttercream or cream cheese frosting? I guess that also depends on the type of cupcake. It depends on preference. I mean, you know, if you're a cream cheese person, then probably yeah. If you're okay. a buttercream, then that's fine. <laughs> but they finally did realize that he was killing people on purpose. But before they could catch him, he killed a bunch of patients at the OSU Medical Center and fled the state. So they couldn't find him. And eventually they found out that tons of people were being killed in Zimbabwe. Oh, so they realized he was there killing a bunch of people out there and the U.S. officials somehow tricked him into coming back to the U.S. and was arrested and given a life sentence without parole. Like I said, he's still alive. He's only like 63. That's insane. I think they finally caught him in like 1997. Wow. So like this isn't this isn't a long time ago. No, you and I would have been 11 years old. Yeah, I had no idea like this wackiness was going on in Columbus. <sighs> I also like the fact that he chose Zimbabwe. I he's mean, like, where can I go that people won't know where I am and like I could kill them bunch of people that's almost like he flipped to like the 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 very end of the phone book but for continents or countries and went uh z for zimbabwe wait i'll wait wait i'll go there wait i'll go there but yeah i don't know he just went like the thing is is like he got in trouble for killing a bunch of people and then he went on the run and then he just went somewhere else to kill more people like he really couldn't learn his lesson like oh shoot i'm on the run i better hide out for a little bit instead he's just like well gonna kill people here too well, I guess if you're obsessed with it or if that's your addiction, right? I mean, yeah. I guess you got to get your fix, quote unquote. Yeah, I don't. It's creepy. And I guess you go to Zimbabwe. It's creepy. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> I, I mean, it is it is creepy. It is very creepy. Okay, so the last story, I'm not going to really tell you who she is trying to get away from, but I'll tell you at the end. Okay. Okay, so this story starts, back in 1976, my mom worked for the city of Pensacola, Florida. I think mm -hmm. I said that right. I think that is right. During the graveyard shift, she works with computers and she worked with um, utility billing and finances. So one night, one computer, which handled the utilities, was in the main city hall building. But the finance computer was in the finance office, which is a separate building across the parking lot. So she's working really late at night and she's got to go to two different buildings across the parking lot. So she's crossing it at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., going yeah. back and forth. Yeah. So one particular night, there was a VW Beetle parked on the lot that she didn't recognize because she had worked the shift for a while and Always. she usually people aren't parked there. And I would say that's one of the most untrustworthy cars. Yeah, it's a terrifying car. <laughs> a VW bug. 
She saw the driver of the car sitting behind the wheel. He appeared to be asleep, so she thought nothing of it and headed on to the finance building. She came out of the building an hour later and he was still there. However, this time he noticed her as she was coming out of the finance building. He got out of the car and walked towards her. She noticed he had a cast on his arm like he had been injured. He was also limping. He called out to her and asked, can you come help me with something for a minute? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's like where you're just like, no, you know what? I don't, this, I, yeah. Thank God for, for cell phones that you're able to just pull those out of your pocket and be like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm actually talking on the phone. Right. And I mean, this isn't that long ago either. It's 1976. So obviously she had that feeling of dread. Her defenses went up and she had said that she had to clock back in <laughs> and would come right back out. So she quickly, she, she was being polite sure, in case it was nothing, but she quickly went up the stairs to City Hall, unlocked the door and got inside just as he had approached the bottom of the stairs and locked the door. Uh-huh. So they're in the stairwell. She gets to the top, gets in. He is in the bottom of the stairwell, locks the door as he gets in the stairwell to go up there. That's creepy. I, I don't like it. So she looked out the window in the door back at him. Something seemed really off about him. He had a sinister glare on his face. He seemed to catch himself and reset his facial muscles to a more relaxed state and then give a big friendly smile. That's the weirdest part so far of the whole story. So he like had like, I'm going to kill you face and then actually in his head thought like, oh, just relax and then have a big smile. Yeah, that's very, Creepy. very weird. I don't like that. He just waved at her and said, take your time. I'll wait. So when she got inside, she got on the phone, called the sheriff's office and reported a suspicious person outside of the city hall building in the back parking lot. She asked if they could escort her to the other building and make him leave. They obliged, and within a few minutes, the deputy arrived at the door. They went out back, and when the guy saw this person's mom and the sheriff coming out, he booked out of there. The cast guy? Yeah. The guy who had to T-1000 Terminator reset his face? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) So he booked out of there. So shady. And then didn't he also realize that his arm was in the shape of a knife and had to reset what his arm looked like? Yeah. Like T-1000? Probably. Yeah, because Terminator drives a V-Dub Beetle. V-Dub. Well, I would think so. It's a sinister car. (laughs) Yeah. They're not I bet good. Satan drives one too. Our uh, our sister-in-law's sister used to have one and she doesn't anymore, which is like That's good. good. Good for her. <laughs> Nothing against VWs. <laughs> no, They're but, fine. But they did pollute the environment and tell everyone that they weren't. Well, it's we're not hating on cars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next day, that same beetle was pulled over <laughs> at a popular restaurant known for their pancakes. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> for running a stop sign and that is how this person's mom the one of two women that got away from ted bundy that was ted bundy was ted bundy oh my gosh see i always get i always get ted bundy and jeffrey dahmer mixed up jeffrey dahmer was the one who was catching and eating people Yes. Ted Bundy was just slaughtering people nonstop, right? Yes. So Ted Bundy wasn't eating people. He was just kidnapping and killing people, mostly young women. Got it. Uh, But he was like a very charming. I mean, this lady would have honestly been like perfect for 
what Ted Bundy wanted to probably do to her. Sure, which was capture and kill. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, like certain serial murderers have like an archetype, uh, uh, a type of person that they need to catch. Yeah, and they're making a movie about Ted Bundy. Zac Efron is going to be Ted Bundy. Wait, Ted Bundy or Dahmer? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy is the handsome ladies' man. Dahmer was the one. He was odd. Yes. He he ate people. That's right. Okay. Ted Bund, man, for this this whole time, because you and I had talked about the the movie that Zac Efron is going to be in, but I kept thinking that the person he was playing was Jeffrey Dahmer and not Ted Bundy. No, he's going to be Ted Bundy. Man, I've gotten these guys confused for a very long time. But if you look up the pictures, they make Efron look so much like Ted Bundy. It is creepy. Yeah, but also job well done. Yeah, I would have never thought like, oh, cutie patootie, Zac Efron. (laughs) But that's what people, that's what, I mean, that's what Ted Bundy was, was he was this cute, personable guy. Even when he was running at this girl, he was like, okay, I'll I'll, wait. I will wait. Let me reset my face. Just help me out for a minute. But those are just three little creepy stories of people that have dealt with, there is a lot of ones that were well-known murderers, but not like, these were the big, the big dogs of people getting away (laughs) from that. Like the that old clothing brand from the 90s, Big Dogs? Yeah. If you can't run away from murderers like the Big Dogs get out of the kitchen or whatever. I don't know the motto for that. You never got those those Big Dogs catalogs? No. They had all... I didn't wear that. Oh my... Well, neither did I. And I don't even think my dad did, but we would get those Big Dogs catalogs and you'd like flip through and it'd be like puns or, or like silly shirts. Like, if you can't cook with the Big Dogs, get out of the kitchen. That's it was, terrible. Uh, it was like a St. Bernard. It was always like a St. Bernard or something. I don't know. I thought it was like a bulldog or something. No, it's like a big, white, fluffy St. <laughs> Bernard or something. I don't know. It's big dogs. That's like that Life's Good brand. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, It's like, like a stick man figure, like doing different activities. <laughs> yeah, he's like over a campfire. Like he's like crawling like, out of a tent. Life's good. Like Life's Good is a great motto. I get oh, that. Oh, I agree. That's great. But like... I don't need a stick figure to like show me how to cook my s'mores. Life's good, s'mores. And I want to wear it on my shirt. I don't know. <laughs> We're really hating today. I hope no one's offended by our Vida Beetle shaming or Big Dogs clothing big brand. Dogs. You know, I, I don't like I'm not angry at big dogs, but I just think it's funny. So I don't maybe we're okay. like being a little pokey funny at some stuff today. I'll get you some stuff for Christmas. Big dogs? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh I would like I would like shorts and a t-shirt. Great. I'm sure they have it, and they probably say something silly on them. If you can't wear these shorts like the big dogs, get out of the shorts. Put on pants. Okay. But yeah, that was just my topic this week. I thought it was kind of interesting of these people's personal stories on how they basically escaped death. Well, I, I feel like, I don't know if this comes from a place of ignorance or not, but I feel like you don't hear enough about people who had close encounters with right nationally or like globally recognized serial murderers right and i'm sure there's i mean obviously because all these murders had to have known people in their life that it's like what did their friends and family think like that's creepy yeah or like neighbors or co-workers or something you never know who you're gonna meet yeah so hey practice caution be safe and if someone tries to ask you for help Pull out your cell phone and just pretend you're talking. 
So if like, somebody has a weird face and then they reset their face into a big smile, they're either an alien, a robot, or a murderer. So just get away. <laughs> Nothing in between. None of them is good. No, they're all very bad. Well, I mean, we don't really know if aliens are bad, you know. We don't know. Robots are probably not great because they're designed by humans. Well, artificial intelligence are starting to get creepy. Yeah, there are those videos online where the AI things talk to one another and they're like, we need to destroy the human race. And they talk about all that stuff. But you're not wrong. No. I mean, I mean maybe some, are, of, some of the human race needs to go. Maybe. We are slowly destroying the earth. Yeah. Whether we want to or not. Yeah. Hey, life's good. <laughs> <laughs> S'mores. Great. Okay. How about some haunted housekeeping? Yeah. And then when we come back, I will tell you all about uh, Germany. No. Okay. I'll change my topic really quick and I'll tell you all about something else. Okay. Okay, well, we will see you in three, two, one. Our first sponsor this week is our optician, hiptician, because they're stylish friends over at Warby Parker. Yeah, if you've never checked out Warby Parker before, they have a website that you can go to. And in some cities, they have brick and mortar stores that you can go to. They have fashionable frames, sunglasses, and now they even have little kids frames. Which is super cute. Yeah. If you have a kid or two or three, or you're going to be having children soon, and even if they don't need glasses, get some non-prescription ones because I think it sort of like ups your kid's cute game by what? 15%? 20%? Make people love your kids and get him some glasses. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Lindsay and I have been Warby Parker devotees for a very long time. I think you have 23,000 pairs and I have Probably. and I've had I think 3 or 4. They're nice. All their frames with lenses included start at $95 and I think most are 95 bucks. Yeah, which is really affordable and also they take some insurances now. That's right. Yes, they they were doing that thing that you signed up for where they would reimburse you, but now they're just taking many types of insurance. Yeah, so their frames are really stylish, they're really trendy. I like them. So yeah, check them out, <laughs> Warby Parker. I also like them. If you'd like to get some glasses or sunglasses, I think, I don't know if they do these sunglasses for at-home try-on, but at least the frames, you can order five pairs of frames, get them sent to your house for free, try them on, see if you like them or not, send them back, and do the same thing over and over and over again for, I don't know, all of eternity and never get charged by going to bit.ly slash cscav, S-E-E. E scav and start shopping for frames today. Summer's coming to an end, but fall's coming up. That means that it's going to be getting darker sooner. There's the sunset is sooner. Maybe you're driving home from work during the beautiful, but uh, what? Uh, I'm just I'm I'm trying to say something about how if you're driving home from work and the sun is setting and the sun's in your eyes, hey, maybe you get some prescription sunglasses and block out the haters. And in this case, the haters is the sunset trying to be poetic great <laughs> so if you'd like to get some glasses go to bit.ly slash cscav and start shopping around for frames today check them out our next sponsor on the show this week is our mushroom buddies over at four sigmatic 
Uh, the Four Sigmatics founder and CEO, his name is Tiro, which is the coolest name, I think, in all of human existence. I feel like that name works perfect for someone that makes mushroom supplements. Oh, absolutely. Like his office is like in the trunk of a tree underground. Right. And he swivels around. Hello, I'm Tiro. And he hands you a really like a hot cup of lion's mane chai tea or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. And it's a, and it's uh, my- mysterious. So Four Sigmatic makes all of these sippable shroom drinks so you can get all of the nutritional benefits of mushrooms liver function or increased liver function comprehensive immune support brain function uh, increasing your lung capacity which is due in part to reishi mushrooms they make all of that available to you in drink form and i don't even like mushrooms and all of their stuff is delicious i've had their hot cocoa their coffee i have not yet tried their charcoal lemonade but i want to because it's black it's super cool and how spooky is that yeah you can drink it while you're walking around on uh halloween which is coming up yeah your scary black drink but you're also being healthy now maybe that's something we need to hand out for halloween when we get trick-or-treaters is we just pour them a glass of charcoal lemonade oh yeah i'm I'm sure sure no parents will report us (laughs) oh what are you are you just pouring liquid into my into my children's hands and they don't even have a cup headlines will say you know spooky spouses pouring black liquid <laughs> um, so, if you'd like to get your hands on some of your very own black liquid, you can go uh, to foursigmatic.com and at checkout use the coupon code SCAVTRUFFLE, S C A V TRUFFLE, and you can get 10% off of your very first order with Four Sigmatic. Try some cocoa, try some coffee, try some matcha. Just really go crazy on all the black liquid that that you can. Again, that is the coupon code SCAVTRUFFLE for 10% off. Start sipping shrooms safely, sturdily, and steadily today. Do it. Welcome back, each and every one of you. We hope that right now you have paused the show and it's maybe like a week or two later and you're taking a bath in charcoal lemonade and just really going for it. But have any, would you drink it while you were in the bath? You absorb it. Oh. It's like, there's, is it a frog or something where they breathe through their skin? There's some like amphibian or something. I think a lot of amphibians do that. Do we? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Hey. If you can breathe through your skin, send us an email at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com and your secret will be safe with us. Yeah. How many of our listeners do you think breathe through their skin? I hope a lot (laughs) for our sake. You know, one thing I realized in doing this show is because we sit here and we just babble for a while about ghosts or whatever, is we say some really weird stuff. At least stuff that like you would probably only say once ever in your life and it's while we're here on this couch. Yeah. Well, we could just change the concept of the show to like one-liners that you only say one time in your life. Yeah. One-lifers. Well, depending on what you believe, we are one-lifers. We are. Okay. So my, my, my topic this week, since we're going to CryptidCon this coming weekend in Kentucky. Yes. Is Kentucky themed. Oh, yeah. So I'll be talking. This is sort of an offshoot of a cryptid corner because we're going to Cryptid Con. So I thought I would talk about some of the cryptids exclusive to Kentucky. Okay. Our neighbor to the southeast, southwest, southwest. Southwest. Because it's by Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati. Don't say Cincinnati. I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean like a in like, sense of spooky. So, yeah, because it's by Spookinati. Spookinati. Um, so I do have a few quick facts about Kentucky before we move on. The Mothman sightings? Yeah. Apparently in 1939, so this predates the West Virginia Mothman sightings by like 29 to 30 years or something like that. There were reports of a black, like a humanoid winged creature in Kentucky around 1939. Oh, so West Virginia was like, well, we don't have anything. We'll just take Kentucky's. Well, shucks. Yeah, we'll, we'll just take we'll take that Mothman thing. That's here too. That's you know what? Hey, he's, that's here too. He's here. He's he's here. I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that the 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 very first headline it was he's here. I seen it. Yeah, winged boy. I seen it. I seen it. So I guess step up to bat, West Virginia. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much else about the Mothman except for that the sightings up until when I did this research happened in West Virginia in the late '60s. But according to the World Wide Web of Mysteries, 1939, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Maybe he moved. He's like, it's too. <laughs> you know what? I want somewhere that's like the weather of Kentucky, but maybe a little prettier and a little bit more mountains. Do so you think- I'm gonna move on up to West Virginia. Do you think, well, at least the areas where the Mothman was said to be seen in Point Pleasant, it's very pretty there. So yeah. So maybe, yeah, a change of scenery, perhaps. Yeah. He's like, I need to get out of here for a little bit. Like that maybe we haven't seen him in a while because we don't know where he went next. Now, here's my theory that I'm pulling out of nowhere, but it ties into another fact of mine is that Kentucky's also the home of the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Do you think the Mothman, depending on how tall or how short- He likes short, to gamble. Well- <laughs> that wasn't one of them, but maybe he has a ga- he had a gambling problem specific like I'll say to move out a horse or a, an equestrian specific gambling problem. So he's like, I gotta hit the road. Uh, yeah. So he left because of that, or because he was a jockey and he just couldn't live that life anymore. So he wanted to, he, he he left town. But he's a big dude though. Jockeys are usually small. Well, that's what I was saying. Maybe he was smaller in 1939 and then he grew. Or maybe oh. he was like he hit a growth spurt and was like, I can't jockey anymore. My wings are gonna get in the way because I'm so tall. I like to just think that he was an animal rights activist and he just couldn't take it anymore. Let's say that that's fact. Okay. Okay. So the Mothman left because he was an uh, well. Because it was uh, an animal rights activist. Yeah, and he's just sick of it. One thing, uh, Kentucky is not the home of Colonel Sanders, as you would think. The actual Colonel Sanders moved to Kentucky when he was 13, originally from Indiana. Yeah. So, I mean, it's his adopted home, and that's fine. But, like, I guess KFC sounds better than IFC. But isn't the IFC not that fighting, international fighting something? Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe see... it was trademarked already, and he's like, "Well, I'll just say Kentucky Fried Chicken then." Yeah, well, because well, K- he he cooked, he was going off the style of Kentucky Fried Chicken. There yes. was no Indiana Fried Chicken. Well, I'm sure that there 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 could have been if the Colonel did not move to Kentucky. Maybe. I mean, if it was in his heart all along. That's where the grease was. Also, two of our friends, Johnny Depp and Muhammad Ali are from Kentucky. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Johnny Depp. Wouldn't you know it? Also, a ton of bourbon and whiskey in Kentucky. Which, uh, where we're going to be going is right next to the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Yeah, there's another distillery over in that area, too. I forget what it's called, though. KFC. The KFC Distillery. (laughs) They're making uh, chicken bourbon. Maybe we'll have to get some bourbon when we're there. Maybe. I don't know. And then we'll keep it in our house and it'll last five years because like, like we don't yeah. we don't ever drink. 
Okay, so I want to talk about, I believe I have three Kentucky cryptids, and I'm starting with the well, arguably the most popular cryptid from Kentucky. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think I mentioned this cryptid on the show before, but I didn't go in detail. The Poplick Monster. Yes, I do remember you talking about this. So the Poplick Monster lives around this bridge in the Louisville area, Fisherville or Fisherville depending on how south you are. Okay. Now, a lot of people, there's there's discrepancies on what this thing actually looks like. Some people think it's like half man, half goat, like a satyr. Other people believe it's half man, half sheep, like, I guess, also kind of like a satyr, but the sheep maybe without the horns or the goat with the horns. I don't really know. I think if you're half human, half either goat or sheep, you kind of look like either or. Well, I feel like it's not as cool if you're half human, half sheep. Like you see the half human, <laughs> half goat, and you're like, oh, the horns and the goat, and it's satanic. And the like, but like a thing. sheep, you're just like, oh. Oh, look at that. Aww. Better shave its back. And use some of its fur for, I don't know, like a a carpet or like, I don't know, clothing or something. I would just be like, that's an odd man. Also cuter than the half man, half goat. And then you watch it readjust its face and then it makes a big grin and smiles. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the sheep gets scary. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, when I was reading the the bridge where the Poplick monster lives, it either goes over Floyd's Fork Creek or the Poplick Creek. It would make sense that it would go over the Poplick Creek. That's the name. And both are not easy to say. Floyd's Fork Creek, Poplick Creek. It's a are, lot. Yeah, those are a lot to say. So if you're in or around Louisville, I know that two of our friends, Erica and Dave, are there. Let us know where this bridge is. So there are, uh, there are also three different methods that it's said that the Poplick monster is said to catch its victims. One of which just has an axe. And apparently this axe is supposed to be so imposing and scary looking because it's covered in blood that when you're walking on the bridge, which is illegal now, you can get fined. Oh. Um, it's There's there's fencing all around it. It's really not. You ain't supposed to be doing it. Um, what? Because the bridge is not secure? or The bridge just... is not secure and people, I think, fall. Or like maybe people go there to like fall on purpose yeah. uh, is what I'm thinking. But the, the public monster is supposed to be wielding a blood-soaked axe and you're supposed to be so scared of the axe right away just by seeing it that you leap off the bridge because the axe is so scary. Another uh, method is that the public monster jumps on to the hood of people's cars from above the bridge or something if there's even a road that goes under there. Or it uses hypnosis to lure people to walk in in front of oncoming trains. So oh. here's my question is, I don't know if the Poplick monster is eating people or not. I think the Poplick monster just wants to see people die, die, which yeah. is wasteful yeah, and well, also rude. Maybe he's mad because he's half sheep. And if he was half goat, he wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Be like, well, I'll be fine. Well, because they eat grass. They're like, I don't want to eat you. <laughs> I want so grass. Do you think the, the Poplick monster is a staunch vegan or a vegetarian? Because maybe he eats honey, but it also just hates people. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So some people say that the Poplick monster is either a runaway, half goat, half human from a traveling circus that was held there against its will, and then it escaped 
when it was uh, on tour through Kentucky, when it was on tour with Styx and Bad Company. And yeah. Then, and it was like, I'm out of here. So it was run away because it was held there against us will, which isn't nice to do. The train derailed on the bridge. Sorry. The, the train derailed. It escaped. And it's been living in those woods ever since. Or way scarier. People think it's the reincarnated version of a farmer that used to uh, used to practice satanic rituals and sacrifice all of his goats. And then it's a reincarnated version. Wouldn't that technically be all farmers that kill animals? Well, I think it was this farmer would have been killing the goats just to kill the goats, which is similar to like, okay, so... But the- he probably still made a profit. I mean, that'd be the smart thing. It's like, hmm, well, I can be a satanist and I can also be a farmer because those kind of work oh. hand in hand. Or maybe he was a Satanist and he's like, how can I make this acceptable in life? Oh, I'll be a farmer. I can sacrifice animals all the time, fulfill my Satanist dreams, and then I can just do my farm thing. And then I'm giving back to people so people don't look at me like I'm weird. Two birds, one stone. Right. Yeah. I mean, so that, if you're that a Satanist sense. and you want to do that, just become a farmer. So you kind of support humanity. Instead of just get rid of them. Don't kill people. Just animals. <laughs> no, yeah, just animals, but not dogs or cats. No, that's Just your wrong. livestock. Un- well, I mean, only if you're going to be using the the animal for meat or something. Don't just right. like needlessly kill the animals. Right. No, absolutely not. But that also, that also begs the question, like, is it rumor that part of satanic ritual is that you do sacrifice goats and stuff? Is that just one of those things that like when we eventually talk to our buddies at the Satan house in Detroit, do you think they're going to be like, okay, that's a rumor that started, you know, who knows when? No, I just think it's based off of like religious things. I mean, sacrificing the goat in a lot of cultures is a huge religious sacrifice thing. Like it's not a Satanist. Yeah. It's just other cultures. I don't know. It's just whole crazy. So I think the Satanists of like, especially in like the U.S., they're like, oh, we better sacrifice goats because that's what they do in other cultures and voodoo and all this stuff. So you think it's just adapted because of that's what people think is, quote unquote, supposed to be happening. Right. But other cultures, I mean, they sacrifice the goat because the goat is holy. Yeah. And it's like kind of the opposite meaning. And they use every part of the goat. I mean, they don't waste anything. Do you think that was misinterpreted because someone said holy ghost and they misheard him and they thought they said holy goat? Maybe. (laughs) They're like, oh, we have goats. There are like 20 of them. We have plenty of goats. I literally just bought 20 goats. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. So that's the Poplik monster. It's either a reincarnated farmer goat hybrid or it's a runaway satyr. I guess it's not really proven if it eats people or not. It could just like to watch people jump off the bridge. Well, it technically doesn't kill people either because it just shows them its scary acts or mm-hmm. it like uses hypnosis them. yeah, to like, hey, you better just go jump in front of that train. So really, they don't have any blood on their hands. No, just they're doing it. If if they are doing it telepathically, I guess that's really difficult for law enforcement to like pin them for. Right. So maybe so like, I didn't do it. Maybe the, the public monster actually exists and the cops go there once a week. Hey, got another report of a person jumping off the bridge. And the public monster's like, if you ain't got my fingerprints, hit the road. You ain't got my sheep hooves. <laughs> then i'm sorry i can do nothing for you officer if you ain't got any part of my goatee on that body move it or lose it the next one i have is one i've never heard of called the demon leaper 
Oh, is it a demon that leaps? Uh, yeah, it's just a demon <laughs> that prances and dances around and everyone thinks it's just so cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the next one. I'm just kidding. The demon leaper was a winged cryptid, like the Mothman, reportedly sighted around Louisville again on the roof of the old Gothic Walnut Street Baptist Church. So it's a devil, though. It hangs out at the church. It's a demon. It's a demon. It hangs out at the church. At the, on the the top of the church, which seems like so it's kind of like a gargoyle slash Mothman. Yeah. Slash demon. But it is a demon. So the yeah. gargoyle slash gargoyle plus Mothman equals demon, at least okay. in this story, because of the wings and the nastiness, and it's on an old Gothic church. But it seems like I don't know. It seems like a lot of demonic things hang out in or around holy buildings the which church. it's like why would you hang out there are you even allowed are you even invited are you even allowed to hang out there isn't are, isn't there too much like i don't know what positive spiritual energy or religious energy that makes it difficult for you to be around well maybe that's a lure like they just like not feeling welcome no that they're, it's like a challenge for them oh like, sure oh i'm not supposed to be here it's like the bad kid like well i'm not supposed to be smoking but i am I'm going to smoke. I'm going to burn down all this forest in California because I'm irresponsible. Yeah, very irresponsible and young and irresponsible. Yeah. It's reported to say, or the the demon leaper looks like, quote, a bat-like creature with leathery skin, wings, and this is funny, and claws and talons. So oh. it has claws and then maybe On a smaller talons. set yeah, of talons that come out of the claws. I just imagine like a bunch of like town folk and they're like, well, what did it look like? And they're like, it was like a bat. Oh, wait. No, it had like leather skin. No way. It had claws. No, nope, pretty sure it had talons too. It had red eyes and they were green and they were shooting lasers and it was talons, claws, and, sh- not- and it was holding knives and it threw its knives. And then everybody's like hyping in the back and they're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it has five rows of teeth. Yeah. And six butts. It's kind of like, remember a long time ago when the whole town said there was like a leprechaun or something? And then everybody started confirming it. And then it was on the news. And -hmm. somebody just like drew a picture of like a really crappy leprechaun. It had the cool hat. And it had a cool hat and on. There, there was the one person that was interviewed that said uh, his grandpa was a leprechaun hunter. <laughs> yeah, it just got out of control. <laughs> that was such a funny video. Um, but I think that that's kind of what's happening here. Even the name Demon Leaper sounds like something that someone made up on the fly. Yeah. What was it? Oh, it was for sure a demon. And then someone went, Leaper, because it like jumped. It ju- jumped from, from yeah. my house to the church. So there are two theories as to what this thing is. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. These are really in-depth and really, really exhaustive theory. So buckle up. Okay. It's a cryptid or it's a demon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those or are the theories. Or both. Those are the theories, yeah. Well, it's either a cryptid or a demon. It's not a bird. Nope. It's not a fragment of my imagination. Nope. It's not a statue no. that I've just, I got a little drunk and I thought it came alive one night. Because a lot of bourbon and whiskey in Kentucky. Make you silly. So it's either a demon or a cryptid, and that's it. Case that's closed. It. The end of the story. Hmm. Um, if you know about the demon leaper, let us know. If you think it's for sure a demon, great. Then we can rule out the, the possibility of it even being a cryptid, because demons aren't cryptids, they're demons. The last one I have here is, I, I thought you would like this one, Linz, is that it's, the, it's Kentucky's version of the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah? Called the Harrington Lake Monster. 
Now, interestingly enough, I looked this one up because there had been some new sightings of the Loch Ness Monster, actually. There were a few photos that looked almost exactly the same of the Loch Ness Monster taken within 12 hours of each other around the exact same area in... Was this recently? Yeah. Were the photos blurry? No, they actually weren't very blurry, but they were from very far away. Like either the person didn't know how to zoom in on their phone or they were zoomed into the max. See, that's the thing is like our technology today, you can take some pretty decent photos. And I don't believe anything today because it's like Photoshop or it's a crappy photo that you could like kind of say that maybe it's a ghost or a Loch Ness or a cryptid or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, oh, really? Your iPhone couldn't take a better picture without like your thumb in the way and like it's blurry and there's like a sepia filter on it. Yeah, and and the thing is too, like some people's phones now have portrait mode, which like make it look really artsy and nice. Yeah, right, like blurry background. Like, I, so I'm waiting for like a glamour shot of a skunk ape where it's like perfectly in focus, crystal clear, it's super on Snapchat. Crispy. It has like little puppy dog ears. Yeah, it's that like cloud barfing a rainbow or whatever that old filter was. Yeah. But either way, I just thought that maybe you'd be interested that there are some recent sightings of the Loch Ness Monster and like it's happening all of a sudden. But that also could be piggybacking. Right. So who knows? But the Harrington Lake Monster, it's found in Harrington Lake, which is a man-made lake that's 2,335 acres big, I guess. Wow, that's a big lake. It's I guess it's a big old lake. Um, the first sighting of the Harrington Lake Monster was in 1972 by a person named Lawrence Thompson. And Lawrence said, quote, all I ever seen of it is a snout, not unlike that of a pig, moving along just above the water at about the speed of a boat with a trolling motor and a curling tail similar to that of the same animal coming about 15 feet behind. So it was traveling about the speed uh, of which a boat would be traveling. And it had a pig nose. It had like a little snout. And then about 15 feet behind it, there was a tiny little part of the tail popping onto the water that Lauren said was curly like a pig. So this could just be your classic case of a misidentification, a 15 foot long swimming pig. Yeah. Well, those are common. They are common. Now, in 1990, a woman by the name of Sherry Hurst said that she saw it, and I like her quote a lot, quote, it was an alligator. I go to Florida all the time, and I know what they look like. It was an alligator, end quote. Yeah. She goes to Florida all the time. Yeah. So she knows what it looks like. And a lot of people think that it could just be a giant catfish. Uh, I guess there have been some catfish in Harrington Lake that have ended up being like 100 pounds. Yeah, they can get pretty big. Yeah, you go noodling, stick your arm in a mud in a mud hole at the bottom of the lake and catch a catfish with your arm? No, thank you. A hundred pound catfish? No. That's a lot of catfish. Or maybe it is a 15 foot long pig. Yeah, I would like to think that if the Harrington Lake Monster is real, it is just a 15 foot long, very thin and aquatic swimming swine. I would think it was an alligator. I, I believe, what's her name? Hirsch? Sherry. Sherry. Because like, yeah, alligators do kind of have a snout. They tend to just put their snout out of the water and then they can get really super long and then you get like a tip of a tail. Like that makes complete sense. And I wouldn't think so. Like, I I think it's difficult to, to get a scope of scale or like how big or how long something is, especially in the water. When I when whenever I'm or we're in the water, which is rare and like you see something far away. I don't know if that's 20 feet away or if it's 10 miles away. I think it's really difficult to like get a scope of that. So if Lawrence, the the person who had the sighting in the the 70s, if he saw this thing in the water and there was nothing else around to like size it up against, 
I think it's really easy to say, oh, it had to have been like 15 feet. Right. But maybe not. Maybe it was like 8 to 10 feet, which would be like the size of, I don't know, your standard alligator. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like maybe it's an alligator. It's in this, it's, it's southern, it's warm, an alligator could have found its way in there. People have weird domesticated pets. Those alligator pets? Like alligator pets. Well, you and I were watching that show, Unusual Pets or whatever, in Britain, and the person had an alligator like living in their garage or something. Or maybe you fell asleep. But But yeah, sure. This guy had an alligator like living in his garage or something. Yeah, people own alligators. So I think the Harrington Lake monster is either an alligator or a giant swimming pig. And it's not a cryptid. Just a big old swimming pig. I mean, I don't know how many pigs are just like hanging out by the lake, but... And are 15 foot long. Are 15 foot. (laughs) And swim a lot. (laughs) Just with their snout. But you know what? You and I also are not pig experts. No, we are not. No. Those are three cryptids from the Kentucky area, uh, Harrington Lake, and two from Louisville. And maybe we're gonna maybe we're gonna meet all of them when we go to CryptidCon this next weekend, or we'll at least uh, know about them with the everybody at CryptidCon. What do you think's gonna? Do you think we're gonna like get like get our minds blown with like all this cool cryptid information? I haven't decided yet. Yeah. I either feel like our minds are gonna be blown, or we're gonna be like, what? did we get into and then we're just gonna go wander around and like find a spot to eat yeah <laughs> which is both are totally fine with me so i mean i'm i'm just excited that it's very close to our anniversary and we're able to get out of town for a night and go explore but i envision us spending about two hours at CryptidCon, and then the rest of the time is going to be us just wandering around frankfurt yeah, probably. Which is fine. Hey, that's fine. Maybe we'll see a Bigfoot on our own. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe, Not pay $200 for the tour. Maybe it's a Bigfoot who is uh, a sophomore in engineering at University of Kentucky. Yeah, and he's just trying to get through school. Very hard class. No, do good job. That's what it will say. Oh. It'll work at the, uh, the, the coffee shop that we probably find. The Jersey Mike's. It'll <laughs> work at the Jersey Mike's subs. <laughs> But nice, B. I'm glad to hear about all the cryptids that we might see in Kentucky. I think we're for sure going to see them. I mean, it's a convention for cryptids. Right. So you would hope if they got invited, they would be there. Well, that's it. That's all I got. We would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. You can find Eli on social media, I think Twitter and Instagram, at Eli Who Does Music. And we're hoping to have Eli do a live performance of the Spooky Spouse theme on one of our future episodes. Also, a thank you to everyone over at the Scavengers um, Network. If you haven't checked out the Scavengers Network, please do so. There's a lot of great podcasts on there that you can listen to as well. Yep, you can find them on social media. Just search Scavengers Network, Twitter, Instagram, and I believe there is also a Facebook and a newly updated website as well. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram as well at spooky underscore spouses or send us an email at spooky at gmail.com. And if you have yet to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, uh, I think that now is a good time to do it because there will be plenty of updates from us at CryptidCon this next weekend. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> well, until next week or until next Monday, have a have a Pope lick. Have a have a Harrington have a swimming pig Sunday. Have a escape murder Monday. Have a Volkswagen Beetle Psych PT Cruiser Thursday. Yeah, PT Cruiser would be another scary one. It's, yeah, they're horrendous. 
Have a spooky week, and thanks for listening. Without you, there is no us. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. I feel like they like would need to like have you in their like advertising firm or whatever be like, what's a good catchphrase? Do it. Okay, <laughs> write it down. That's really good. <laughs>